This is To The Max Podcast, sponsored by Ignite. To The Max is designed for those of you who desire to become a higher expression of yourself. You will learn, laugh, and listen to information that will stretch you from center to circumference. I am your host, Dario Melton. Everything in creation has been designed to grow to its fullest potential. God is in the business of maximizing. You are the highest expression of his creation. It's time for you to go to the max. There is greatness inside of you. To walk with God is to walk with the maximizer. Every step on the journey, the maximizer is making you greater and stronger. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can imagine according to the power that is at work in you. God is in the business of taking you to the max. Welcome to another episode brought to you by Ignite. Our focus today will be on no excuses, only choices. That God has given us what other parts of creation does not have. And that is the ability to choose. When we look back at creation, the Bible says that the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. The first gift we see God give to humanity is the gift of choice. That there is no such thing as excuses. God didn't give excuses out. God gave out choices. So there's no such thing as something prevented us from becoming all we ought to become or should become. There is no such thing as something stopping us from being successful. You say, well, this happened. There's only causes and effects. This occurred and the result was that. But we make a choice every single day of our lives. So the first thing I want to say to you is that God has predetermined you. He has predestined your life based off the foreknowledge he has about the choices you would make before you even made them. And so he has pre-designed, he has preset your future and finished it before you even started to live. Just like he told Jeremiah before he formed you in the womb. He knew who you would become. He knew who you are. So, so, so God then does not do anything arbitrarily. He, he does something based off of his foreknowledge of the choices he foreknew that you were going to make before you even made them. So when you made those choices... Those choices then would trigger the providence of God and it would cause your, the providence of God to line up with favor and blessings on your life. That God knew when you made a certain choice, then you will open up certain doors and certain gates that certain things will happen in your life. So then choices 
assume a very important role in the outworkings of God's plans for you and for me and for all who will become and will participate in the fulfillment that God has for their life. The Bible tells us that whom God foreknew, he also predestined. Listen to that. Whom he knew, he also predestined. Whom he predestined, he also called. He called, he also justified. And whom he justified, God also glorified. That means then he first of all foreknew your choices. When you were faced with options, when you were faced with alternatives, when you were you were faced with making a decision, God foreknew that you would make the various choices. You would make an ultimate based off of those choices. He used them as triggers to release his purpose into your life. So in providing you a powerful destiny, God was not unjust or unjustified in doing so. He did so based off the choices he foreknew that you were going to make. And oftentimes when people are upset with you or get upset with you or you get upset with other people, it's not necessarily them who you're upset with. It's the choices that they have made or is the choices you have made. Um, so God then, he weighs our heart and he weighs it very seriously because it is from the core of your heart that you make your decisions, that you choose your options and you make your choices in life. And based off the foreknowledge of these choices, God preset your life. God preset our life in such a way that when the right choices are made, things will fall into place. No, it's not that you are a failure. No, it's not that you cannot do it. You have to be very diligently and seeking out what choices you should make. Because once you have made the choice, to move in a certain direction, the moment you choose to give your life to God, you enter into a whole new arena where what he has prepared for you will fall into line with the choices that you make. And this is so critical. This is so critical and this is so important because choices assumes a very important place in your life. Especially now, since you are maximizing yourself and you understand that to that to become who you were created to be, you have to consider your choices that no longer can there be excuses. We have to work on making better choices, making better decisions based off the information that we have. Therefore, we need to make sure that we are aware of all of the factors as much as we can be aware of before we make decisions. We are not to make hash decisions because when we make hash decisions, we go down on the wrong track and we leave ourselves astray. You will have to make a multitude of choices in the course of the unfolding and the development of your life. In fact, your life today 
is a summation of all of the prior choices that you have made up until this very moment. Even the fact to listen to the podcast today, all that is a summation of who you are at this moment. And so you make your bed, they say, and you lay in the bed that you make. And so most of our choices, unfortunately, are automatically given. In fact, the psychologists suggest to us that 60% of the choices you and I make comes from our subconscious so that we don't consciously think about the decisions we are about to make because they come from the subconscious mind of our life. And so these choices are automatically illuminated from our subconscious. I'll give you an example. When we first learn how to drive, we get into the vehicle. We are taught to put our seatbelt on. We are taught to adjust our mirrors. And we are taught to um, learn how to take the car out of gear and put both hands on the steering wheel. And when we first start going down or start taking progress down the road, we are kind of tight and we are nervous and we are looking around, making sure we're checking over our left shoulder, over our right shoulder, in our mirrors, and we are very conscious of what we are doing. However, when many years pass, all the rules of driving have become filled in our subconscious and are not active in our conscious mind. And so we get into the vehicle without thinking about the things when we first learn to do. We just automatically do them. And this is very critical because it's so critical because there are many dangerous decisions, whether they're good or whether they're bad, that we have been making without thinking marinate on that for a while a lot of decisions you have been making in your life you have made them without even thinking about them you just automatically make them because you are a summation of all the decisions that you have made up to this moment and once they those decisions become automatic they become a habit and then our habit then become our lifestyle. And so this persistent ideology, this persistent philosophy, this persistent um, habit that we have, this persistent lifestyle that you may have, is, has been placed on automatic. And all the major choices of your life will have or up to now have had significant consequence so today let us examine further this thing that we call choice because where you will end up in life has everything to do and hear me and hear me well has everything to do with the choices you will make the very first thing that we see, the very first option that we see is the act of selecting or making a choice implies first and foremost that you have options. For there to be a choice, that is good news for you today. For you to have a choice, there has to be options. And if there is only one prospect, then there is 
not a choice. If there's only one road to travel, then there is nowhere to go. If there's only one thing to pick, then you don't have a choice. And if there are options, then that means you ought to have preferences. And so life is a lot simpler if I didn't have options. If you didn't have options, life would be a whole lot simpler if things were handed over to you and you didn't have to make a choice. So since life is not simple and life is complicated, it is sophisticated, um, choices is a very, very powerful thing. And as you grow in life, the more sophisticated you become, the more intelligent you become, and you increase in resources, your choice becomes a lot more complicated because you have many more options. Think about that for a moment. When you didn't have that much, there weren't too many choices to make. Now that you are growing, you're growing both mentally, you're growing emotionally, you're growing both physically, you have many more options to choose. Which now, the more options you have, the more complicated it has become. Listen, we're going we're gonna to work through this together. We're going to walk through this together because you have many more options. And that's why sin itself is a lot easier for the affluent. For those who have many options, sin is a whole lot easier. When, when we look at the life of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 30, we find Moses telling the children of Israel that they have options. He says, um, speaking on the behalf of God, he says, see, I have set before you today life and death and evil and I've set before you life and good, death and evil, and that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you and the land which you go to possess. I call, Moses says, heaven and earth as a witness to you today, against you today, that I have set before you life and death. Those options. The other options I've given you, blessings and curses. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So Moses shows us the importance of choice, that every choice you make it's a choice about life or a choice about death. It's a choice about blessing or a choice about cursing. Moses shows us that the choice has a lot to do, not only with you, hear me and hear me well, but with generations to come after you. That your choices are so powerful and potent that they will determine whether you will be cursed 
or whether you'll be blessed. That no one can put a curse upon you. Only you can bring a curse upon yourself by the choices that you make. So whether you live under the curse or whether you will astricate yourself or deliver yourself from the curse, choices have everything to do with the outcome of your life. In fact, um, Jesus had to make several choices. One time he prayed all night so that he can make a selective choice of 12 men he would choose to be his disciples from the 72 disciples and to set those 12 to be his apostles. The foundation, the platform upon which he would build the church. There was another time, another time um, when he was in the garden the garden called Gethsemane, and he has a choice to make. The choice to make is will um, that would turn um, the table on how your future, my future will turn out. And in the garden, not one, not two, but three times, Jesus cries out to God and says, if it is possible, let this cup, let this option let this sacrifice you want me to make let it pass from me because i don't want that choice i don't want that option nevertheless let not my will but your will be done in other words father i don't want to choose this i don't like the cross i don't like that option i don't like what's behind door number one i don't want the cross but I'm interested in your will and performing your will and doing your will. And now I'm in a terrible dichotomy. What's that dichotomy? Because what I don't want to do, the choice that I don't want to make is what you want me to do. There we go again with the word predestined. That when you make the right choice, it will open up the destiny that God has for your life because he foreknew the choice that you would make that would lead you down the path of purpose. He said, I don't want to do this, but nevertheless, not your will, but I choose your will. Excuse me. He said, not my will, but I choose your will to be done. Now, if I had the choice, Jesus saying, I wouldn't choose that. But because I have predestination, I don't have any excuses. I can come up with all kinds of things why I shouldn't choose it. I understand the choice that I'm about to make is a part of the destiny. In fact, it is it is the ultimate uh, part of the purpose on which you have sent me here. So then it is also important to understand that God made you a free volition agent. What do I mean? That you are a free moral person that, that God never imposes God's choice upon you. That you may impress it or God may impress it upon you as to influence you, but God never imposes upon you as a force of coercion. So God wants us to choose our own volition. God doesn't want us to have some type of robotic system where God pushes a certain button and we behave a certain way. Um, God just wants us to choose to follow him above everything else. So in fact, 
if you study the theology of judgment and judgment um, that is rewards of what is good and bad you will find out it's come down to choices it's the thing that you choose that determines how God judges you or judges you to reward you or to punish you so when we consider the life of Adam we have a blueprint for choices let me let me give you the blueprint um here's the blueprint for choices number one adam shows us that we have to choose what we feed on that god created adam in the paradise in the midst of the earth and commanded adam to to grow the garden and the process of him growing the garden god gave him access to everything inside of the garden and so we have all these multitudes of species and fruit bearing trees and that, that was um, he was allowed to eat. And prime among that garden was the tree of life. It was the mind of God. It was symbolic of Christ himself. And it was symbolic of the word of God. And next to it, or juxtaposed it was another tree called the tree of knowledge of good and evil and god said to adam the choice that is before you is that you can have everything in the garden but you must never choose to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil let me say this to you could it be that god says the same thing to you that you can have everything in the garden. But I want to put boundaries on some things. Could it be that you have so many options and you have sold yourself short based off only the options that you can see? And so Adam had a choice to choose what he would feed on. And Adam was given options, including the many trees of the garden and the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so feeding then is very important because what you choose to allow into your system, I hope you're listening, is a choice. And today there is so much for us to feed on. You got stuff to feed on the internet, on your social media, on television, on the radio, and whatever you feed on, whatever you choose to eat, you become. I'm not just talking about biologically. What I'm referring to is the psychological and the mental and spiritual dimensions that you feed on. So if you feed on lust, your system become lustful. If you feed faith into your system, you become very faithful. If you choose to allow hate in your system, you become very hateful. So if you choose to allow love into your system, you become loving. If you choose to allow junk into your system, you will become a junkie. You get the point. Whatever you feed on, you will become. So then, who 
I hang around, who you hang around determines how you think, who you listen to, who you are talking to, what books you are reading, what shows you are watching determines the psychology of your life. And the psychology of your life determines, here it is, the choice that you make. The options that you feel on belong to you, right? So you make the choice. You decide on what you want the outcome to be. There's never an excuse. So the choices then that we have, that you have, are very numerous. So spending hours in front of the TV will affect you. Bombarding yourself with garbage 24-7 on social media will affect you that if you spend all your time on facebook on instagram uh, on on twitter you will be impacted so the first choice then you have to make is what you're going to feed on that's the first choice that you have to make the second choice you have to make is you will have to make it very uh, important choice and that choice uh, was the first one was what you feed on and because he made the wrong choices Adam plunged down or lost his privilege because of the choice that he made and the second choice is what you would call the things that come into your life what are you naming or the things that come into your life what are you calling them in Genesis God says to Adam from every beast and every fowl of the air, and he brought them to Adam to see what he would name them, what he will call them. And whatsoever Adam called them, they became. That was the name thereof. So, so first thing I want to say, during your life, many things will come into your pathway. Some of them will be good, and some of them will be bad. When they come your way, you will have to determine what you will call them. You will have failure. No excuses. You will have failure. They will come. But you have to have a strategy to overcome failure. You will face some rough times in your life. You will have to figure out how you reverse the setback. If you choose to live in the failure, then you will remain in the failure, but you have a choice to come out of failure. So failure will come into your life. Setbacks will come into your life. Tragedy will hit your life. It hits all of us. It will shake us from center to circumference. And if you choose to name the setback, the failure, the tragedy, then when you when failure comes into your life, you should not accept it as failure. It's a choice to accept it. It's your choice to call what they call failure. Notice that what they call failure. That you never fail. You always getting better. You learn what doesn't work. The choice that you learned that this choice does not work. Let me choose something else. In other words, you can have great losses, but refuse to lose. So you can call those 
learning moments, or growing moments, growing pain, school of hard knocks. And so we have choices to make. We have things to make. But we have to be careful how we name our circumstances because when we name them, they will become. It's in Joel where God says, let the weak say, I am strong. You got the choice to say what you are. He says, let the poor say, I'm rich. You have a choice. There's no excuses. So the first thing Adam had to choose was what he had to feed on. The second thing is he had to choose what he called the things that came into his life. And there are some things that are not good for you. In fact, there are some people who are not good for you. And there are some folk who will shake your hand and, 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 and will cheer you on. But behind your back, they're no good for you. So you have to be careful what you name that come into your life, particular what the enemy brings. It is David who said that I was good. Or that it was good that I was afflicted that I might learn your statutes. In other words, I would never know the power or purpose of God if bad things or trying things, tragedy, setback hit my life. And so then we had to choose on what we're going to feed on. We had to choose on what we're going to call that comes into our life. And um, we're getting towards the end of our, our time together. And the Lord God calls a deep sleep. The Bible says to come upon Adam, he fell asleep and he slept and God took of one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and the Lord brought the woman to the man. And Adam said, listen to this. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Adam had got used to naming things. And making choices on what he would call it. She shall be called woman. Because she was taken out of man. The third thing I want you to know is. You have to choose who you will welcome into your life. Number one, you have to choose what you feed on. Number two, you have to choose on what you will call things that come into your life. And number three, you have to choose who you give permission or access to in your life. God did not force Eve into Adam's life as a relationship. God did not force her into his life as a relationship because friendship is never by force. And anybody who wants into your life by force, most likely they have an agenda. And when you know people, let me tell you something. When you know people, the devil comes in different forms and he often is the one who tries to friend you through social media. He's often the one who always trying to get close to you. So be careful who you allow into your private space because they will have influence on you. You need gatekeepers in your life. You have to choose who you allow into your circle to make sure that they are walking the same path that you are walking. In fact, you can you can get a piece of paper and write down all the people who are close to and you 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 total them up. And if you total them up together, that's the sum of who you are. 
So you have to surround yourself around wise men, wise women, that you are not the only wise person in the group. You need to have other people who are wise with you because we have the tendency to be impressed upon easily as social beings. And so as we conclude our show today, I want you to remember the three choices that you made. No, there's no excuses. There's only choices. You have to choose what you feed on. You have to choose what you will call or what you will name what comes into your life. And thirdly, you have to choose on whom or whoever you welcome into your life. Next episode, we're going to go deeper. Look forward to having you here with us. But until next time, be blessed and have a great one. Thank you for listening to the Max Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Ignite. Be sure to visit ignite.club, that's I-G-N-Y-T-E dot C-L-U-B to join the conversation and access additional content that will take you to the max.